The truth is out there. But these two goofballs aren't likely to find it. You're listening to Half Cut Conspiracies. Half ounce of blue balls curacao and uh, half ounce of raspberry sourpuss. Yep. You mix it in a uh, shot glass, and then you uh, shove it down your throat. And And it comes out um, black like the soul of of us. Yes. But then later, our black soul receives salvation when we consume some holy water, which is kind of like a a porn star, except it's one ounce of blue curacao and one ounce of uh, raspberry sourpuss plus Sprite. Sprite. But you, what did you bring, like? Cool up or, yeah. or cool, yeah. Chill up, chill up. Yeah, chill up. Like yeah, the no brought, name brand. The no name like there's like the no name like, brand, and then there's like the brand the, that Todd got. That's the like brand that's like, like we don't even care about what less we're of a this. name than yeah. that. Yeah. You know what I like noticed the last episode that we did this on, where we start talking about our drinks. It's like we're talking to somebody, but there's not actually anybody there. And then we also introduce somebody who is not actually standing there oh, in our right. episodes. So this is like, it's weird, but it's funny to me. But I don't know if people... Maybe this is just you and that. I sitting here being half cut and like trying to go like, what did we do? <laughs> yeah, we're just what did we do 45 minutes ago? I Did, did we drink a porn star? Did we... <laughs> Did we meet a porn star outside of a dance club? <laughs> just trying to Did we watch a night. porn movie? <laughs> I, there was porn involved. I don't remember. Oh, yes. So, anyways, we had a porn star. Hey, uh, we almost didn't see you over there. Uh, oh, welcome. hey. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. Hi. Oh, my God. There's a real person we over there for a day. somebody here tonight. Oh, oh, my what God. is going on? Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, hi. My name's Todd Sullivan. I'm Carlos Sia. Who might you be? I'm some guy. Who are some you? Guy. Some Does guy. Some guy have a name. Uh, maybe. Does he want to Does share it? Does he want to share it? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Oren O O Oren. Oh, 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 Oren. Oren. <laughs> All right. Uh, where? At least what the porn stars call you. Um, <laughs> where might people know you from, Oren? When bad things happen to good people. That's right. You're the co-host over there. You were also, for those who maybe don't know you from that, you were also the man responsible for the fine opening and, not just fine, amazing opening and closing uh, theme music that we have here on this podcast, as well as the man responsible for all of that audio mastering we we have on yes. every one of these episodes. So you're responsible for how good this podcast sounds every two weeks. And also, if anyone uh, thinks it could sound better, that's also one. <laughs> yeah, directed to O-O-O-R-N. <laughs> hold on, hold on. No, yeah. wait, there's way too much pressure here. I gotta, you know what? I'm just gonna back out of the whole thing. Um, oh, man. Thanks for having me. This has been great. Well, oh, thanks man. for coming on to the show. All right, the yeah. Easter crossover is broken already. You guys need to find another producer because I'm out. There's just too much pressure. Uh, <laughs> no, we haven't had any complaints so far, so you're doing great. We haven't had any compliments either, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you just complimented me. That's true. I'm taking that, is, that to the bank. And you'll get exactly as many dollars <laughs> as it's worth. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us. We're doing a weird uh, crossover Easter thing uh, between half Cut Conspiracies and uh, When Bad Things Happen to Good People. What are we talking about this week? Uh, well, this week you came to me with the idea of talking about religion mm-hmm. and some conspiracies about Jesus. Well, because this is Easter weekend. It is Easter who weekend. Who is the star of Easter weekend if not, I mean, it's the Easter bunny. But, well, yeah, uh, but I mean, but next right to after him, the yeah, Easter Bunny, it's Jesus. Yep. Who played the Easter Bunny? It was Hugh Jackman, right? In that uh, that movie about like uh, Christmas dude, Santa, that guy, and then. Uh, <laughs> 
no idea. I was going to say, there's a movie about the Easter Bunny? (laughs) Bruce Willis played the Easter Bunny in the movie North. Yeah, that was Hugh Jackman, right? No, that was Bruce Willis. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the one with, like, like Santa Claus. He's like the big old Russian guy. How many movies are there about the Easter Bunny? I don't know. The big Russian guy, Rocky (laughs) Three. No, no. This is falling apart already. The Russian I have Italian. No idea. Oh God. Okay, you guys. I, I'll find. I, I'll find what movie that is because it exists. I promise. All right, bring I'm it sure up it like halfway through the episode. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just be silent until all of a sudden it's like I remember what movie that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So Todd, you came to me with this idea. And it was originally based off of the Dan Brown novel. No, was it? it wasn't. <laughs> okay. So I, what I wanted to talk about uh, is the theory that uh, Jesus Christ uh, saw a little action in his life. Got a little uh, badump a bump. What is, what is the? I don't know. Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't think anyone says it that way. Uh, are you talking about like Jesus got married and had kids? I don't, you know, I don't care Is if he got way? married. He may have had kids out of wedlock. Okay, all right. So just Jesus, like, having a bloodline. Jesus. Right. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yes. that, that good Jesus old snack. got, got down and dirty <laughs> with Mary Magdalene and had children. It's an idea that I think was kind of first introduced in uh, the supposedly nonfiction book, Holy Blood, Holy Grail, and then was popularized in the Dan Brown novel, the Da Vinci Code, which I haven't read, but did result in an incredibly boring movie. I disagree with you there. I thought it was entertaining, and I liked the book as well. All right, I haven't seen either of those things, but I did find out what movie I was talking about, so I'm going to interject. It was called The Rise of the Guardians. You guys never saw that? And Is it a prequel to Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> no. Anyways, back to Jesus. Who may or may not have fun. Jesus is so not as interesting as the Easter Bunny, though. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, one of them's real, and the other one might be real. And so. we'll leave it up to you to decide which is which. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, let's face facts. I mean, even the existence of Jesus is up for debate. I feel like the story of Jesus is more believable if he's just like a regular guy <laughs> that could perform magic tricks. Exactly. Oh, right. Like, like not actual magic, just like, hey, no, man, no, no, like illusions. I, I flip yeah, the card yeah. behind my hand. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I could heal this dude that I had just paid like 50 shekels to pretend to be a leper, and now he's fine, right? See, like, and I think I would go like even one step further and say that like, all of those things like walking on water and like loaves to fishes were just stuff that were attributed to him afterwards in order to like fluff up the the messages because the messages i think is what really matters you know for the most part jesus i think had some some positive things to say about like you know uh, the gold rule treat others as you would have them treat you blah 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 blah. also look at me i'm walking on water right but also i want to go back to the to to the fluff um because we talked about you talked about porn stars earlier um, and fluffing is an actual job on a porn studio where uh, somebody keeps the male porn star's penis erect uh, in between scenes. So um, I don't think Jesus did that, though. <laughs> oh, no. but are you talking about Mary Magdalene, the <laughs> prostitute that he married? She's like, yeah, I'm a pro- I'm a prostitute during the day and in evenings. I work as a fluffer just to make a little extra coin. We can, we can't say for sure that Jesus didn't. I yeah, I mean. Back then, it was a lot more common for 
you know, men to be gay. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. No, I'm I'm getting at, well, maybe I'm getting at that. I don't know. I just feel like Jesus in a a perfect kind of situation would be like bisexual. He'd love everybody. I think so. Yeah. He preached like, yeah, love thy neighbor. Yeah. And maybe he literally meant love thy neighbor. Like literally. (laughs) Yeah. Pin them down and make love to thy thy neighbor. neighbor. Yeah. Maybe not pin them down. Maybe like ask for permission first well exactly you pin them down with permission because sometimes yeah. that, that's hot consent was big back then so i mean before we get talking about the movie i just want to say like i'm not normally a mel gibson fan but in this film like he really he really did it for me okay so first of all we're not talking about a movie yeah. what are you what did you prepare to talk about today yeah the passion of the christ right that's not what we're doing no, no. we're talking about conspiracies yeah. you watched <laughs> you watched the passion of the christ was that not the one that is that what the fuck was I supposed to watch? We're not covering a movie on half that conspiracies. We're covering. Conspiracies oh, well, why'd you make me here? watch a movie? And um, why did I watch Passion? No, I watched. I watched I, the right one. I watched the right one. I don't. Okay. Did you watch The Last Station of Christ? I did. Okay, that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, that's for your show. Oh, that's, we're not that's our what show. we're recording on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, what the fuck? But kudos on you for being super prepared. What the hell for that. are we talking? We're talking your homework. We're talking about Jesus conspiracies, specifically about the Jesus bloodline and whether or not Jesus had children. And then also not also specifically everything that else that I up. looked up because I couldn't find a whole lot on the bloodline of Jesus. So all right, we'll just cut that part out where I sound like a complete fucking douche, and then we'll just move on. No, yeah. no, we're we're keeping it. That's bonus content. <laughs> yeah. Be aware that that's a comment. That's a that's a note I get from Ornolot. <laughs> cut that part out where I sound like an idiot. Yeah, have you listened to our podcast? I think I make it sound good. You know what the you know what the worst part about that line is though, because like most of the time I do sound like an idiot after he's cut the worst parts of it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Okay, hold on. First off, before we get back into your thing, sorry, I know we're, yeah, like you were getting into something. I know we're already like two hours late for the recording this podcast, but we're out of drinks right now. We need to get something else. Uh, Oren, you haven't mentioned what you're drinking tonight. Okay, so I, I finished a blonde ale from Tofino Brewing, so shout out to my uh, Vancouver Island peeps. Also, I've got one from uh, Barkerville Brewing, which is in Quinell. So shout out to the Caribou peeps. It was on sale, which is why I bought it. Uh, but also, it's pretty good. It's the Hurdy Gurdy Hibiscus Pale Ale. I did not make that up. That is actually what's written on it. Mm. Um, <laughs> Don't think I've tried that one. It's pretty good, actually. Uh, it's got a little bit of sour notes to it. Um, pretty happy with it overall. Uh, okay, Todd, do we want to open up this mystery bottle? Let's open of up wine? the mystery wine. Let's do it. So we went, yeah, we. We've got wine directly from the Middle Ages, apparently. Yeah, it's in the bar. I, I feel like we need to take a picture of this. <laughs> I think it's like a homebrew because the, uh, the cap that's like sealed on looks like it was fucking like doesn't fit properly. You want wine glass or what? I want a stone goblet. Fuck that. We're drinking out of this. Era appropriate. We're drinking out of this. Oh, you said it doesn't smell like vinegar, right? Yeah. I mean, I can't guarantee that it doesn't taste like vinegar. Ooh. Touche. We're going to drink it all anyways. <laughs> Since I opened it. Sounds like, you're, sounds like you guys are taking a piss. Mystery red. You try it first. <laughs> you try, you're the getting big, Todd. <laughs> doesn't smell bad. It's not... It's not, it's not. <laughs> That's the sound you want to hear. It doesn't... It, yeah, no, this is medieval wine. All right, well, we got to finish Here this Here we tonight. go. Uh, consuming right. the blood of Christ. It's, um... Ooh, we're doing this. Okay, now you can start. All right, so 
We're starting with my conspiracy theory, which is that maybe uh, the big J-Man had kids with Mary Magdalene. <laughs> Fucking disgusting. Carl is not enjoying his wine. Good thing you're not here, because yeah. otherwise you'd have to drink this too. <laughs> uh, as I said before, this was an idea that was first proposed in Holy Blood, Holy Grail, a book by Michael Bajent, Richard Lee, and Henry Lincoln. Um, and here's the thing that I didn't know about this book, because I never read this book. I just kind of knew about the initial theory and then how this theory was adapted into um, the Dan, Dan Brown book, um, The Da Vinci Code. Mm -hmm. It's very little of this theory has to do with the bloodline of Jesus. It has to do with like the fucking Merovingian dynasty, which um, is boring. <laughs> <laughs> That so it's gonna be more profound than yeah, that. Yeah, I was, I was like, so, oh, pause shit, in so, there. Yeah, it's like so. Here's right, here's just taking notes. what the theory is: is that like the offspring of Jesus ended up like traveling to France at a certain point, and ended up getting kind of intermingled with the the Merovingian uh, the Merovingian dynasty, who ruled France from uh, sometime to sometime. <laughs> I love the specifics. And then <laughs> we're very serious about these facts. Very serious. Um, yeah, I wasn't expecting all of this fucking deep dive into like dumb history. These things like so this so this supposedly this organization out called the Come on. the Priory of Sion, uh, which some dude started in like 1960 something, and then tried to pretend. 69. Did you make that up, or did you actually? It was the first number that popped into my head. Okay. He tried to claim that it went back to like 1099 and it had had illustrious grandmasters like Isaac Newton and Leonardo da Vinci. And then this group was dedicated to restoring the Merovingian dynasty, which had ruled in France from 457 to 751. And that they had created the Knights Templar as their military arm and financial branch. And blah, 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 blah. I was like, <laughs> why? Why? Why is there so much stuff? And I've got all these notes and... But it's all just blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the, the thing that I really struggled to find out, I was trying to figure out, like, it, it wasn't clear whether or not in this theory, whether Jesus died or whether Jesus didn't die. Because Jesus is perfectly capable of uh, generating offspring and then later being crucified. And I finally found one thing that seemed to indicate that in this theory, Jesus didn't die and Jesus and Mary Magdalene went off to France together with their offspring and continued their family there. And I thought that was really interesting because it, it seems to rely on this idea that A, uh, Jesus' bloodline is important enough for us to care about. Mm -hmm. But B, he wasn't the savior of mankind because he didn't die on the cross for our sins. It was like some other asshole. He's like, hey, you know, they've never seen me. Um, bro, can you just like take my place? I'm going to head to France. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, I mean that's, well, that, that could have happened. <laughs> that could be. Uh, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come in here so, because but, I've got something that kind of ties in okay. with that. Uh, the way that it was described in uh, the article I was looking at, this uh, broke and poor priest from the uh, a village in southern France... Um, may have discovered the bloodline of Christ, and he may have discovered that Jesus did not die on the cross. Mm -hmm. It's rumored that he actually found the tomb 
that Jesus and Mary and their two children. Oh, is this in? Uh, where is this? It, it's in France. Yes. Uh, the the priest's name is. Uh, Br- oh fuck! I I spelt it like phonetically, it but I don't know how to read it phonetically <laughs> the way it was. So like, phonetically but, didn't work. But, for you. No, <laughs> at the time I was like, this makes sense. Uh, Beringe Sinier. Yep. I think I think I know is this. the the priest's name. And um, it, so he, the, the whole thing is that he was this poor priest from this, like, small village in southern France. And, like, overnight, he basically became rich. And that's, like, the rumor. And the um, his church got a huge makeover. And there was no real explanation on why. Other but the show, it, like, it was on think, TLC, like, they did a show, right? It was, like, Church Makeover, Jesus Offspring Edition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, um, so the big thing is that, like, there, he got this big, like, a big influx of money, and they think that he may have blackmailed the Vatican into giving him money to not say anything about this whole thing, because, like Todd was saying, if Jesus survived then that kind of defeats the whole, you know, whatever belief of Jesus being... He died for our sins, being, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Come on, you're the Christian here. Um, you got this. I know, right? Yeah, you got to help me out with a half cut, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fun so, fact. You can and, actually drive from France to Israel. Um, it will take you 49 hours. It is 4,633 kilometers. Um, thank you, Google, for that information. Wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. So Jesus could have got there pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. totally, because he was driving. Well, we no, but he was able to walk on water. So he could have just skipped. Yeah, he took all the shortcuts. Um, but the village that um, is like pretty popular now is the village of Renice-le-Chateau. Yes. Or, or Renice-le-Chateau. I don't know how you say that. I don't know. Um, and I got I to gotta, I gotta jump in for a sec with a weird piece of trivia. There is a, a video game. That is about this theory, and uh, it's the third in the Gabriel Knight series of video games. I think it's called, I don't know, but it's the third (laughs) in the series of Gabriel Knight video games, and it involves vampires. Did you know Gabriel was an archangel? Uh, anyway, so, yeah, and, um, that all happened in eight, in the 1890s. Although apparently the guy that, uh, that, that found the, or found the remains at the village Yeah, he suddenly died. Uh, no, mysteriously. but he, he, no, he admitted oh. that he faked it. <laughs> did he actually? Yeah, he did. Well, that's in, in my research. He admitted he faked it, okay. and that it was um, there was a. Fake. He faked his death. In, well, no, he faked the the, the whole the story. Oh, okay. In my story, he suddenly died. So, oh, yeah. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. Well, whatever. That's up to the uh, listeners. <laughs> so there, there's half that story. So <laughs> do what you will with it. Yep. Uh, Jesus may have uh, lived and had two kids. And walked on water to get to France. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I would have really sped him up too much. A little bit. Um, okay, so I don't, do you have more on uh, Jesus? Nah. That's it. So if we nah. if, if I didn't look up more stuff, this You'd is where done. the episode I probably could. I could fluff it for a while, but... Uh, the no. One thing I, I should say, actually, in, in this one theory that I was reading about the Holy Blood, Holy Grail... Um, and if anyone's read the, the Dan Brown um, Da Vinci Code, you know this. But in, in this theory, the Holy Grail is not a cup. It is literally the womb of Mary Magdalene. The blood of Jesus is technically his bloodline. Okay, so I took some notes um, that I don't even know where to start. Um, 
Uh, and they're not even like full fleshed out notes, no, so this is going to be fun. Illuminati yeah. slash secret <laughs> rituals. Hey, hey, at least at least you did research on the topic. I just watched a fucking movie. Well, I mean, research in air quotes. <laughs> I think you guys will really like this one. This one's kind of like neat and morbid and ties in the Illuminati into this. So, okay, <laughs> apparently below the Vatican, like somewhere under, I don't know, the Sistine Chapel and St. Peter's Basilica... Is the Sistine Chapel in the Vatican? I think you're wrong about that. No, it's on. It's in Vatican territory. I don't know. Vatican's like a country. Google that. Find out if I'm right. On it. Where where, where are the other 15 chapels, though? It's Sistine, (laughs) not 15 chapel. At least we're on topic again. (laughs) Anyways, below the Vatican, somewhere, wherever, there's a large circular room, and it has. Yeah, right? I'm religious. I know this stuff. <laughs> Are you, sir? <laughs> well, sorry. I'm Holy what? shit, he's right. I, yeah, I, the I... official residence of the Pope in Vatican City. Originally known as Capella Magna. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Thanks for uh, yeah saying that. No, That's, no, I'm, I'm, uh, read, I'm reading the same <laughs> Wikipedia article you are. Uh, no, 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 I'm reading my green note that yeah, I wrote. Yeah, he actually writes yeah, yeah, write stuff. It's yeah. Um, so, okay, so there's a large circular room below the Vatican with 13 chambers that lead to, um, the different catacombs. Like, there's 13 different catacombs. And apparently, there's a ritual Uh where if they're initiating people into the Illuminati, they have, like, these mummified bodies that are placed in front of each of the doorways, um, of the catacombs, and they sacrifice a child. Yeah. Um, with a long golden knife during a secret induction ceremony for new members. And that's all part of the NWO. And the NWO is like a big thing for Christian religion, like kind of taking over the world. Because there's a whole conspiracy on like one, the one world yeah, order. Yeah, it's that the one world ruled, government. Yeah, yeah, and it's got the one to. world religion. So there's this one person that I was gonna do some research on, but I didn't have time, and so What's his now name? we're Maybe just gonna. It's a. It. It's actually a female. What's her name? Yeah, her name is uh, Sivali. Sivali. And person. she was a. Yeah, she was a. I don't know what her first name is. Something Sivali, and um, she was a whistleblower that actually went through one of these ceremonies. So I will go ahead and say that uh, the idea that the the Vatican might have like secret chambers in their basements and sub basements seems realistic. That they might sacrifice children. I mean. But the the thing about this one is it's with a long golden knife. And the Christian... <laughs> oh, wait, as soon as you say Catholic, long golden knife, well, that can't possibly be. No, the Catholic religion is all about, like, gold stuff. Mm. Like, so if you go to church and you see them have, like, the chalice with the, the oh, blood no. of Christ. Yeah, no, I know. It's like, all gold. So and, like, that again, sealed it for me I think that more this than, is true. More than any other religion, <laughs> uh, Catholicism is... is tied up with their rituals uh-huh. you know the waving the, the incense around the everything in latin the you know christ's uh the, the eucharist turns into the actual body of christ mm-hmm. as you ingest it yep it's fucked up shit it's weird i've eaten um, jesus before you've eaten jesus <laughs> before um okay what else do i have um have you guys ever heard of the secrets of fatima no oh well let me fill you in so Secrets of Fatima. Um, this is like actually a very well-known religious thing. And apparently there were three kids that were visited by uh, the Virgin Mary. And they had visions. And it was in 1917. And it was over, I believe, a six-month period. Um, and so there was a, 
um, oh, I don't have the name of the girl, but there's one who's like the the one that was kind of like the spokesperson of the is kids. Is it Fatima? No, uh, Fatima okay. is a place. So there was the one girl and then her two cousins that she was with. So they were visited by Mary and she visited them three times. Uh, the first time was just like a greeting, like, hey, how you guys doing? The second time <laughs> she gave the, <laughs> yeah, the second hey, time. Hey, my name's Mary. She... <laughs> it's nice to meet you. Yeah. Um, just to if you make don't sure know me cool, already, right? <laughs> uh, you might know my friend Jesus. Um, I'm gonna come no, back and talk to you. No, it's her son Jesus. My friend. <laughs> well, they can be friends too. Yeah. Um, but no, the second time is when she, I guess, bestowed upon them some visions uh, or like secrets that she showed them, and then the third time was like, uh, okay, goodbye. We'll see you later. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Exactly. And so, at that time, <laughs> apparently, there's a lot of people that saw the sun dance like i guess they asked like for proof or something and so mary oh, I've heard about this yeah. yeah mary made the sun dance or yeah. something like that in the sky and there was like thousands of people that saw it so it's got to be real and yet there's no video evidence of it well this was at a time when like video phones weren't really that prominent in society, <laughs> so... Excuses! I mean, they were around, but nobody was really adopting them. Yeah, know? exactly. They <laughs> left them at home, right? It's 1917. <laughs> People had phones, whatever. So, yeah, she gave the kids uh, some, some secrets to keep, and then 23 years later... They fucking uh, gave those secrets up. You can't trust Well, no, the bishop... The, they kept the secrets. The, it was the bishop mm-hmm. of that area that was like, we need those secrets, kids. And so what they did... Was they they gave they away the two of the secrets? <laughs> Stabbed I mean, them with a golden I, knife. Yeah, I would. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that. Um, no, they they told them two of the secrets, and then later this one girl I can't remember her name. I don't know. Whatever. Fatima. We'll call her Fatima. She wrote down the third secret in a, and put it in a sealed envelope. And she said, "You can't open this until 1960." And later that became the book, The Secret. Exactly. <laughs> that Oprah opened up on her TV show. Uh, no, so um, the first secret was um, it, it basically these kids, it, they said it lasted a second, but what they saw was like a vision of hell and people were suffering and they said they could feel all the pain and everything. And so that was the first secret. And the second secret. It doesn't seem hey, like much hey, of a secret. You know what? <clears throat> What's up? They've been they've been preaching that forever. How's yeah, that a secret? Exactly. Like, hey, there's this there's, there's a hell. There's, people are suffering. Hell. It's like yeah, okay, we've suffers. been there. But and these kids, kids are like, oh my god, we've seen the secret. The secret is that they felt it inside them. I don't know. Mm. Like I didn't. I wasn't there. I'm just just telling you what I. Yeah, heard. don't you don't shoot the messenger, man. <laughs> but wait till you hear this next one. Okay. Okay. Right. So. The second secret was that World War One would end because, like, they were. I guess this was at the time when they were in the middle of World War One. And some people thought it wouldn't end. Well, but hold on, no, 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 no. So the see, the secret was that World War One would end, but another mm-hmm. one would start during Pope Pius the Eleventh. I think is who it was. Um, while he was in charge, unless the people stopped offending God and Russia was uh, converted. And Pope Pius was in charge between 1922 to 1939. And what happened shortly after that, guys? World War Two. Hey, they were wrong, though. They were like, wow, this guy is in... They, they well, had their time. Yeah, I mean, it started... Like, it didn't... Whatever. It was around that time. It's like, I'm going to give you 20 bucks in 15 days. And then 16 days later, I give you $5. And I'm like, 
close enough. Religion isn't perfect, guys. <laughs> what? But it's, it should be. If you're getting messages from God, there shouldn't be wiggle No, this room. wasn't from God. This was from Mary. She's like, a little off. Oh! Yeah, she was, she was like, yeah, she was like, right. like, she's like okay. I don't know, something's gonna happen. Mary's like, I, it could be. Well, yeah, and maybe it was like, maybe Russia converted just a little bit, so it like offset the timeline oh, a few yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then the third secret, <laughs> yes. so like that one was a little closer <laughs> okay. on the mark where you kind of like say something. The third secret. What's the third secret, Carlo? The third, I'm glad you asked, Todd. <laughs> The third secret, which was in an envelope um, that was supposed to be opened in 1960, um, Mm -hmm. but wasn't made public until the 2000s by the Vatican. Yeah, they kept it a secret. Um, And what it was was the kids saw an angel with a flaming sword and something about the world and whatever. And... And, and there's like the, the Pope specifics. in there. I know, we're very specific here. We get down to the facts. And so the the whole thing, at the end of the story, I thought it was something to do with end of times, but um, the way that it was described was it was de- to depict an, assassin, an assassination attempt <laughs> of one of the Popes. And there was, at that time, in 1960s, uh, one, Pope Paul or something, that actually was... There was an assassination assassination attempt on um, one of the popes. No, there was an assassination attempt on John uh, Pope John Paul II in 1980 something. I think there was one before that. Yeah. I don't know if it's in one of my notes. Wow! So else, multiple but... assassination attempts on popes. Yeah. What a crazy. Uh, oh prediction. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay, I have it in this one here. Yeah, yeah. Pope Paul VI in 1963. Predicted by kids. I mean, this is all coming together here, guys. Really. Okay. Did you guys know that the Vatican helped the Nazis hide war crimes? I did not. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it does seem to be within the Vatican's wheelhouse. <laughs> um, well, so apparently they smuggled Nazis out of Europe and into South America. And right. they um, some of the, the Nazi looted gold that was uh, um, stolen from like Jewish families during that, uh, that right, time. It was smelted down into knives. I see where you're going with this. So, yeah, to kill oh. children. No, oh, what they did oh. was they they um, they actually. But the Vatican does like its gold. Yeah. So what they did was they took a lot of this like the looted gold that was um, stolen by Nazis and they smuggled it across the border using their religious sovereignty. Uh, like they, I guess I don't know, could just cross borders no problem because it's like, hey, I'm with Jesus, so yeah, you don't have to check my passport. This is religious <laughs> artifacts, so we're taking it, and it was all cool. One of the financial advisors of the Vatican, uh, Ber, what is it, Bernardino Navarro, mm-hmm. uh, apparently has been tied to the Third Reich. Uh, he was one of the spies, and um, I'm just trying to make sense of my notes here. Oh, okay, so. Uh, he and Nazis instituted a, um, uh, like a, some sort of, a what scheme. is that? Oh, yeah, 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 scheme. There you, you can read my notes. I forgot the C in that one. A scheme. Uh, he, yeah, he and the Nazis put together a scheme where they actually invested in Italian insurance companies to get these, um, these assets they would not, like, wouldn't have to pay the, um, European Jews that were murdered uh, during the uh, the war, they they got to just like keep all of their assets and didn't have to like pay them out or something. Mm-hmm. Any that had the life insurance on on this stuff, and it was so like crazy because the Vatican was only an investor with these Italian firms. They didn't have to pay anything 
for this whole thing. Like, they got away scot-free because they were just investors to these Italian firms that did it. But apparently they got to keep all this, like, looted Jewish Nazi-stolen stuff. So, yeah, the... I don't know, like, the Vatican is kind of, like, messed up. You know what? That's uh, That sounds awful enough to be true. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like... Yeah. When I was in high school, uh, a friend of mine was very into, like, the occult and, and things like that. And one of the things he told me is that, uh, and I don't know what this was based on, but he told me that, like, the Vatican was, like, the place that had all of the great, like, occults and esoteric texts. Like, they had them all in their vaults. And part of it was to keep them from the hands of the common person so that they wouldn't conflict with the you know the 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 ideas that they were trying to get across and honestly to this day i kind of believe that yeah Yeah. i kind of do like obviously the vatican um is is likes hoarding riches of one kind or another and i can totally see them even if even if like i don't i don't believe in magic and i don't believe in 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 witchcraft or demons or devils but uh, the people at the Vatican, I think, for the most part, do, and mm-hmm. they would want to, you know, keep these things off of the the streets and off of the yeah. hands of people. I would love to get a tour through the Vatican. Yeah, the um, the vaults there that they've got are awesome. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I'm gonna drink some of this not terrible wine, Carlo. Uh, yeah, let's open that. This I'm gonna throw this away. It's gross. <laughs> I hey, don't I, like I just it. want to point out, I finished my glass. I am halfway through. It's disgusting. I did it. It's you know what, good. Todd? Todd, famous last words. I'm fine. I feel fine. <laughs> um, no, but you know what? Like, like in terms of the Vatican and secrets and bullshit and stuff like that, like uh, all the revisions that the the uh, Catholic Church did to you know the Old Testament and stuff like that. Um, yeah, they're definitely like whether or not they have like a secret hoard of of information or not. Um, they've definitely stomped on ideas and truth and reality and bent things to their will um, for centuries. Yeah. Um, and that's that's not a conspiracy theory. That's just reality. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to say the the Vatican is uh, a bad organization, but I also don't not want to say that. I, I want to say they're a bad organ. I want to say that. I will say that the Vatican sucks. Anyways, that's all my notes on uh, religion. I'm sure there's a bunch more conspiracies on it, but I just didn't have a whole lot of time to look further yeah. into it. Uh, all right, Oren, your turn. Tell us all your notes. <laughs> <laughs> my notes were, I watched I watched the movie we're going to talk about next week, um, and it was pretty good. So Yeah, it's uh, a good movie. I really Willem, like it. Willem Dafoe, I'm going to give him a thumbs up. Um, also, religion both scares and intimidates me somewhat. Um, and uh, I dated a religious uh, a girl for a while, um, and I went to church for her, and it confused me, um, and it, it worried me a little bit when they spoke in tongues. So, uh, religion, I give it, I give it a, like, I, I mean, honestly, personally, uh, two thumbs down. Um, it's weird. Um, Jesus, uh, I believe, was probably a real person and probably really cool, and, uh, you know, um, not white and deserved to to get his rocks off. He deserved to get his rocks off. That was a yeah. You know what? And if there was offspring of Jesus, I hope that they um, avoided any of this political, religious bullshit. Just lived their lives and uh, were happy. That's all I can say. Yeah, I I think if anything, out of like all of the 
the stuff I know about religion, I feel like Jesus could be a real person. Mm-hmm. Um, and he probably did some like pretty cool things. Maybe he was ahead of his time. He's very like friendly to everyone when certain people Yeah, like, hanging out with prostitutes and being like Yeah, or like lepers. Like he was maybe too. the Princess Diana of his time, right? Like he was not afraid to like touch people who had weird diseases and that was just like not common for that time. And, um, like, I think maybe he did inspire a bunch of people to do good things. Okay, I got, I got, I got a quote for you here. So Jesus was a radical, nonviolent revolutionary who hung around with lepers, hookers, and crooks, wasn't American, and never spoke English, was anti-wealth, anti-death penalty, anti-public prayer, was never anti-gay, never mentioned abortion or birth control, never called the poor lazy, never justified torture, never fought for tax cuts for the wealthiest Nazarenes, never asked a leper for a copay, and was a long-haired, brown-skinned, homeless, community-organizing, anti-slut-shaming Middle Eastern Jew. Yeah, I think I've seen that one too, and and absolutely, I think that's a, a bang on description of who who you know even even when you look to the to the Bible as who Jesus was, he's all of those things. And uh, if he did exist, and as I said earlier, there's there's room to think maybe he didn't. Um, but if he I have did, no reason to believe that he didn't, though. I mean, well, I mean, the evidence is 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 iffy. I mean, it's 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 there, but it's questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm willing to say that he probably did. My point being that if he did. Uh, given all these things that, especially that you just described about him there, I would prefer to think that uh, as opposed to being nailed to a cross for no particularly good reason, he got away, got to bang Mary Magdalene a bunch of times, <laughs> had bunches of kids, uh, and then was maybe involved in the Merovingian dynasty, but I don't really care about that. <laughs> what if this guy was like the biggest grifter? Right, like, he's just like the worst person ever. Like, I mean, he's sleeping with prostitutes and shit. But like, his legacy now, dude, is the savior. It's a wild thing to think about. Actually. Yeah. Should we? Should we uh, wrapping this up? What yeah, think? I think we should wrap it up. I'm uh, I'm done all my stuff. So yeah, if uh, if you want to uh, email us about any corrections or just to say hi that we're doing awesome or this show is shit. Uh, you can reach us at halfcutconspiracies at gmail.com. We've got a website, blah, 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 media.com. One day very soon, that will be home for links to all of our pertinent stuff, but someone, i.e. me, has not gotten that done quite yet. Uh, so until then, you can just go to Facebook to find all of our links. You can search us at Half Cut Conspiracies, uh, and that'll get you our Insta, and I believe our Discord is on there, yep, totally. and our Patreon. Uh, should be on there as well. We do have a merch site that you can uh, buy a couple things that we got up there. We haven't updated it yet. It's been a crazy uh, couple weeks. Shop.spreadshirt.com slash blah hyphen blah hyphen blah hyphen media. All right. And um, what else am I missing? I think those are the main ones. So check us out. Uh, rate us um, on whatever podcast app you're listening to. Um, thank you for... If you're on iTunes, give a review. That's one of the things that iTunes has that most of the other ones don't. So please do if you're listening on iTunes. And uh, even if you uh, don't want to do that, just thank you for listening to the show. And um, I'm just I'm still surprised that our, uh, our numbers are where they're at. We appreciate I, all of you listeners yeah. so much. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not doing this for you, but knowing that it's you're nice there, there. Yeah, uh, helps make this uh, a lot more fun. Uh, yeah, so this weekend we decided to do a big crossover event between the two podcasts. So we, we had Oren here for tonight's show. 
Um, and I will be on... And so, yeah, also releasing the same day, Friday, uh, Easter, uh, Good Friday. Um, so I get, yeah. Easter, Good Friday. Uh, will be an episode of When Bad Things Happen to Good People. We will be looking at the movie The Last Temptation of Christ with uh, Mr. Oren Barter. Not to be confused um, with The Passion of the Christ. Not to be confused because one of them is a good movie and one of them is maybe not. So while you're listening to this episode, that other episode is probably already live right now. And then a couple of days from when this comes out, it's going to be Easter Sunday and we are going live to talk about the film Monty Python and the Holy Grail. No, The Life of Brian. Yes, the other one that's actually about uh, Jesus. (laughs) Shit, my apologies. Monty Python and the Life of Brian. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, we could do we could do the Holy Grail because I fucking love that movie. Yeah, so that'll be it'll be a jam packed weekend, yeah. and for anyone who's tuning in after that weekend, uh, just catch up on all of those podcasts. Uh, I don't know why we're doing this on Easter. It just seemed like a good idea. Uh, there was were fun to do. Yeah, there were a couple of films I wanted to cover. There was one serious yeah. one and one uh, not so serious one, and yeah, it just seemed like fun. And hopefully this is not the last time that these two podcasts cross over. Um, Oren. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. You're very, very welcome. I'm, I'm sorry I made things like way too serious at points. but uh, That's all right. We'll just edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll be like, all right, here's, here's the next episode of Hack Cup Conspiracy. It's about 50 minutes long. It's every part of the talk, conversation that doesn't involve Oren. Yeah, this this, this episode, we'll, we'll have you in the intro and the outro, yeah, and the rest exactly. of your it's like, oh, rest of your interactions really are going to be weird during that episode. Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll keep uh, you at that. Oh, it's been fun. It's always fun having you here. Actually, no, I shouldn't say that. It's the first time you've been here. It is the first time I've been here. You know what? Yeah. And honestly, and like I'm hoping with COVID, maybe in the future, being less of an issue, uh, I would love to do this again with you live. All right, right, let's close we, it up here. Um, well, uh, as my nonno used to say, la tropa bonezza finisce nella monezza, which uh, I don't know what this means. Literally translates to "too much goodness ends up in the trash." So I'm not sure what he was saying there. Mm. I hope he didn't mean that I was a trash child. Uh, <laughs> but that was uh, that's been Todd Sullivan. Uh, that's been Carlos Cieno. Over there has been Oren Barter. Hi, yeah. yeah. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Cheers, motherfuckers. <laughs>